0: Welcome to another episode of Capoeira in Canada. Tonight we have Professor Gilio of uh Giangola. And he's currently living in Toronto. A I believe we believe the only uh, Angolero teaching here in Toronto. Welcome Professor Helio. I appreciate you Thank giving you so me much. your time. This is um, this is really cool. I know we've had had some good conversations uh both at your academy and at Hodas and stuff and it's been wonderful. Um I'm r- really blessed to have you here. And um <laughs> I know with COVID and everything it's been difficult for us um to do many things. So um let's talk about you for now. Let's uh, why don't you why don't you tell us um who Professor Hirio is and, and what brought you to Canada. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
1: Thank you for, uh, for inviting me to be speaking on Capoeira, uh, more specifically Capoeira Angola. Um, so thank you, it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be here. Really appreciate it. So my name is Elio and I am a student of MESH Jogo de Dentro. Who was a student of the late Mestre João Pequeno from okay. Mestre Paixinha, from Mestre Benedito? So that goes all the way back, right? <laughs> uh, I've been in Canada since 2005. I moved to Montreal for a couple of years.
0: Okay.
1: And in 2007, I moved here with my ex wife, uh, Yasmin, who is actually who is also a Capoeira Angola teacher, a calça preta. And uh, then we, we started a the, 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 uh, school called uh, Center Ori. The, the Semente do Jogo de Angola, which is the school of Mestre Jogo de Dentro, was already in town. There was a guy called uh, Boca Grande, Professor Boca Grande. <coughs> excuse me. Professor Boca Grande was... Boca Grande, really. Didn't have a, he was a, a, a senior student of Lua. A lady called Lua who was they represented. Who was a student of Master College, uh, who was okay. running the school here, yeah. So the uh, the school in Toronto was, I believe, founded by Lua, who was a student of Master College, and then she, for whatever his reason she had to stop, and Boca Grande took over. The idea was that he would be leading until someone would come from Brazil. Uh,
0: I wanna I wanna pause you there oh, for a second, just so people understand, okay. the the. Who Mestre uh, Kolech is, um, if I understand correctly, uh, she's been teaching Angola in Montreal for probably, what, 20-odd years or even for since the late 90s, five, if five, I recall. Oh, yep. So um, just so people understand the connection, there's mm-hmm. the, she's probably one of the uh, oldest Canadian Angola Messe's, if not the only one. Um, That's correct. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it's incredible. Cool. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah, I yeah, you know the idea is to get there, start talking about
1: her eventually because yeah, yeah. the importance of Mestre Colette in, uh, in our group, Cemento Jogo de Angola, mm-hmm. and in Canada is like, it's something that deserves quite a bit of time. Just to describe <laughs> that point. We'll come back uh, to that.
0: So, uh, sorry, I just wanted to make sure people understood that for a second. That's all. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, Master Colette, she, so Lua was a student of Mexico colette and she was in toronto she started a group here for whatever reason she had to stop and boca grande took over until someone arrived someone had come to canada i think they were hoping for someone with more ranking than myself but i happened to move from montreal move to toronto and the idea at the at the time was that what i suggested to him was like let's because i i came i was already teaching back home Back in Salvador, where I'm from, Salvador, Bahia. And um, so when I came to Toronto, the idea was like I would be teaching. And that I spoke with him and let him start something. But whatever reason, he had to stop. And then me and my ex, we started the Capoeira Angola Center URI, which was uh, uh, in the west part of Toronto. Then I moved to Bavia. And now we are in this studio
0: in the Oakland Chamber. <laughs> which I am on my own now. <laughs> mm-hmm. The oaken chamber. We can talk about that later too, because you're doing some really right. neat things with uh with the um the leather work in oaken, which is pretty cool. That's great. Neat, neat. So, why don't you tell us um tell us about your history in Caputo? When did you start, and what drew you to Caputo Angola in particular? Um, you know. Let's hear about Helio's history of Capoeira.
1: Mm-hmm. I uh,
0: I started learning Capoeira Angola uh, in
1: 1990, late nineteen ninety nine. Um, I come. My father. My father has always been into martial arts. <clears throat> I didn't grow up with my father, but he was someone very much into martial arts. I grew up watching samurai movies, as most of us in uh, in. Uh, but the idea, like the idea of like of martial arts, always ran in our, in, in our, at least as far as I can tell, in the in our bloodline. I always saw capoeira, uh, the contemporane, the capoeira contemporane we had at the time was was uh, was not very, at least the ones I had in my neighborhood. W- was what, in the, it was very helicopter-like. Mm. That's how people refer to the, that, that kind of capoeira. Never really. Saw spoke to me, um, don't know exactly why, but in 19, and then I used to work in a magazine store, and that magazine store, that's how I read like a crazy man, I was reading and reading, I was, uh, I worked there from 16 to 17, 18, and I read quite a bit, and at that time, I was, I was the, the lead singer in a band, in a, in a, in a rap slash rock band and we had very political mm-hmm. <laughs> very political lyrics it's crazy because it emerged someone found and put in the whatsapp group that i had with childhood friends <laughs> it was really weird to hear myself singing <laughs> or screaming
0: similar to similar point, to rage against the machine here in that era
1: that's that's <laughs> what we were into at the time all right <laughs>
0: yeah i know that very well yeah man so, <laughs> Okay, one second. Hopefully he does unfreezes. Helio, if we can hear me, you seem to have lost you.
1: The combination of being in a band here we go. Okay. And being in a magazine store, I was reading. I I had to be reading, so I was mm-hmm. reading quite a lot. So much so that in the neighborhood, whenever people would come to visit, like yo, you know, Helio, like Helio, mm, yeah, the guy who reads. <laughs> So that was my identifier, like, the guy who reads a lot, oh, he's over there, he lives there. That was cool. Um, And in that, I was reading a lot of Jorge Amado. So Jorge Amado was the first time that I started seeing uh, the the conversation about capoeira being linked to politics. Mm -hmm. The idea of capoeira being linked to the African resistance in Brazil. Right? That's when I started learning about Bizuru, uh, learning about Mestre learning about uh, uh, the, the like you having Lampião, Zumbi, and uh-huh. Bizuru being all put in the same context as uh, 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 people's resistance against all the oppressions that we know so well that happens in Brazil up to this day, right? Yes, yes. And then, and then I, I was reading about that, and I was also reading about African spirituality. I was, young. I was pretty young. Um, and then there was an encounter through the band. There was an encounter that happened uh, in, in, uh, in Belém do Pará. And this is the irony of this whole thing. I, I, I was born in Bahia. I grew up in Salvador. But I saw Kapur, Angola for the very first time in, in Belém do Pará. In an encounter that happened in, I believe it was late no, like November, December, it was an encounter organized by the Workers Party and the Zapatista Movement. Ah, okay. In, and and that was primeiro uh, encontro pela humanidade contra o and that was the first time I saw Capurangola. and now. It is, I'm seeing uh, uh, a kind of capoeira that really spoke to me because it was very much based on reasoning. It wasn't merely reflex. Reflex is part of the game, but it was first based on understanding. I need to read your position, mm. read your body, based on that non-verbal communication and make decisions. And my best answer will be one that set me up for my next questions. Right. When I saw that very first time, I was like, there's a word for that I learned recently. Ominous? Animus? ominous." Uh, <laughs> that's, <it. Yeah. laughs> that's it. Can you tell that again, please?
0: Ominous. Or, oh, sorry, om- ominous. Sorry, ominous, I think is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Ominous, yeah.
1: Because I looked at it and it spoke to me. I had no way of describing, I had no mm-hmm. way of articulating what I was seeing. But I was like, all of a sudden, all those samurai movies I grew up watching. The idea of, 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 of African spirituality, which is very similar, which is quite similar to Shintoism, all hit me at once. And like, when I saw that, I was like, okay, I know that's capoeira because I see Birimbao, I see the singing, boom, mm-hmm. what is that? And someone was like, no, no, that's capoeira angola. That's the original form of capoeira. That's the capoeira that was brought from Africa, that was developed by, by the enslaved people. And that's the, the, the form that is, is not mass, produce, mass produced. Like, okay, that's very interesting. Then I moved back to when I go to Salvador, like, I go straight to a place called Quilombo. It was a, a Quilombo, Cecilia, at the time. And that's where uh, some old students, uh, senior students of Mestre Jogo de Dentro, were leading classes. And then I joined. And it, like then never left. I was start training Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And again, it was already in, the, in, a, in a context of, of already historical, already philosophical, already yeah. spiritual. <clears throat> all of the things that has always appealed to me. But it's, it's always very interesting to me to be someone who grew up in the, in the outskirts of Salvador. I grew up in Cajazeiras, and I seek see Capoeira all the way by the Amazon. You know? <laughs>
0: it's uh,
1: kind of ironic, but that's how it went.
0: That's cool. That's cool. Right on. Um, so, yeah, I guess we already talked about why you started teaching here. You um, Let's just quickly, um, well, we can dig into challenges of running uh, or starting, or rather, starting running and maintaining an academy um, pre-COVID because we know COVID is... <laughs> is pretty much shut all of us down in, in many ways um, but when you came here uh, to Toronto and started running an academy let's talk about your experiences um, with that like what have been some of your greatest challenges and uh, uh, in, in getting there you know and getting to where you are today
1: yes so I moved to then when I was uh, when I was in uh, in Chub- In uh, 2003, 2004, there was an encounter organized by my master. Now we have, uh, at the time it wasn't called Semeando yet. Now Mm. we we have uh, an an event that happens every other year, and that's called Semeando. So in in that event, I met my ex-wife, Yasmin, and she said, uh, so I was in that place in, in my life when either you learn capoeira, you get a job or you continue your, your studies and she said that well this this encounter that is happening in, in Salvador in Campinas and Salvador will be happening in Montreal six months from now do you want to come? I'm like well yeah <laughs> so all of a sudden I, I found myself in Montreal there's way more to it, but it yep. should no be made yet. Uh, at that point, like okay, I'm in a place where I can train, I can work, and I can study. I can at least learn a new language. So, mm-hmm. like she said, uh, if if you if do you wanna stay, like, oh, yeah, okay. Like okay, so we get married. So we got married, <laughs> and uh, we stayed in Montreal for for two years there. And uh, so there, I was training with Mr. Mm-hmm. which with a good, a good, good amount of time. And life, life happens. Mm-hmm. Started works there, and, and, and having, and someone was like, okay, Toronto is is, is, is a bit, it's different. It's not two languages, and there is less resistance. There is less friction. And I came to visit. and I'm like, okay, I like, I like Toronto. <laughs> so, uh, and it's funny because like back home. When I thought of Canada, I always thought of of a place that looked like the U.S. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's
1: where we grew up, right? Yeah. So I yes. go to
0: Montreal, this looks
1: different from what I what I was expecting. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I love Montreal; it's a beautiful city. Yeah. But when I came to Montreal, like, oh, this is what I thought it was gonna be. Like, do you wanna move to Toronto? She's like, yeah, let's move to Toronto. Then I moved here, and now I get to your question, right? Um, I think I I, I remember once when uh, our our good friend tahasha was was about to leave we went for, for food and i remember ah yes yeah yeah. Oh. yeah 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 and he was mentioning uh, some of the mentioned some parts of the history of Lua. and similar thing like coming from brazil you want to teach a cup that will work in toronto that will work in in, in in europe in north america anywhere in the world um so when you when you ask in terms of difficulties and and uh, and the challenges and the good the good part of things that was it because capoeira angola is so so it's so traditional yeah. and you're moving a modern and secular society so if mestilua who teaches Kapura contemporanea yeah. who is slightly closer to an ideal of sport. It was already a kind of a, of, a, of a it was difficult adapting. Imagine imagine a Kapura Angola that is so traditional and the ideal of ancestry is so present and the fundamental is so present. So I would say that that was that is something that is very difficult to to operate in a city in a in a place uh, should be in North America, right? Because Brazil is the, Brazil is old world and new world at the same time. Yes. So in, the, in that, in that crossroad of, 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 of the Americas, excuse me, in that crossroad of the Americas, you find a place that is, that you can find pockets that are very traditional. You can find pockets that are very modern. Mm. You can find places that there is a, that this incredible... Like an intersection niche. of the two? Uh-huh. Exactly. <clears throat> and, and in... And, they come in here, I really, in my young mind, like, you no, know, if I teach exactly how it is in Salvador, people will understand. And, and it, it's still not something that is, is solved in my mind, because the way I perceive, the, the way I perceive Capua Angola, I see as a ancestral technology, a, a culture that it transcends a, 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 a nation, right? Well, people's culture will determine how they will receive the information, mm. and how what they will accept or not accept in their own life, lives. Right. So uh, this 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 idea of trying to be quote unquote I put quotation marks because those are loaded words, but quote unquote uh, uh, authentic and original, and at the same time adapting. And be a translator so that people can understand, right? There's this. uh. So, for example, what I'm trying to say here, I don't know if I'm, if I'm being clear, is if when someone asks me what capoeira is, not that I'm, I'm capable of describing what capoeira is in the first place, but immediately where their mind goes is to sport.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I remember having a student who used to call me coach, like, I'm not your coach. <laughs> <laughs> he used to call me coach. What's Show me that movement again, coach. I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm not a coach, you know. Because if, if, if you perceive reality based on your frames, so if, okay, is movement looks like martial arts, it is martial arts. We sweat. It's a sport. How do we keep points? Like, uh, we don't really keep points like that.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember. So the
1: receiver...
0: I, I remember when I first started um, and then uh, I had one of my uh, one of my parents who um, used to watch me, you know, when I was training as a teenager in martial arts and, and growing up, like when I was young, I started with karate. And, and again, you know, it was put on the pads and you're, you're playing for points. Right. And and then, uh, you know, and then in Kung Fu, we had, you know, we there were um, there were. Like stops between the sparring and stuff. We didn't really, the you know, we didn't really spar for points or whatever, or play for points. Um, But um, but then when they were witnessing how we played capoeira in the hall, they were like, you know, my it was my dad, and he was like, there's it's chaos. There's no order, and I said, but (laughs) when you understand, there is order, right? There is it looks like chaos from the outside because like it never stops. It just, people just keep jumping in, buying the game, buying the game, buying the game and it go, 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 go. And it's like, and there's like, there's no like Hajime, you know, you know, go, you know, and then stop and start again. Right. You know, and it was, it was a funny conversation and, and it's, you know, that's um, yeah. So it, it's like having, trying to explain that to someone who's new was is or not having an understanding, or not having been around it enough to kind of get it. Um, you know, it, uh, it's, it's a challenge for sure, in its own right. It's a challenge, it is a challenge, but it's also fascinating in a sense, because for example,
1: being an African derived art, mm. beauty is very, very important, right? So like, uh, you're gonna get to a so much the goal is submission. Yes. I want to make you tap. I want to choke you and make you talk. or put you to sleep or going to harm one of your limbs. Right. In capoeira, you have that. I mean, we don't choke, we don't grab. But it's like, there is a, a, a martial aspect to it. But it got to be beautiful. <laughs> I right? hate <It's like> <laughs> thing, you know? Like, you, gotta... there is a, you have the understanding that it's like, okay, I want to give you a hasteira. But if I break the Tempo of the movement so that i give you a hashtag the hashtag doesn't really count it's like yeah. it
0: uh, does count it's what like a movement a movement suja eh? <laughs> it's like right pick uh-huh. pick cleaner yeah, or dirty man. move right you know <laughs> so
1: so so how so the thing is that is one thing you're doing one you are participating in a small world that represents the bigger world or within that, you have many layers of existence in the same practice. It's like yeah. the way your master looks at you means something. The music someone is singing also is telling you something. The, the way the berimbau is, is being played is telling you something. So, did someone arrive? So, teaching something like that in uh, and don't please don't think I'm criticizing this society, but a, a society that is highly. Uh, 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 Verbal highly like so much we learn in in back home is through what is called osmosis here. Yes What if Translate what if you translate it with what people say convivencia, right? You learn through convivencia and here Like there you see it and you see it and you see it, you see it when it happens you already know what's up
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's... Yeah, the
1: first time someone sees it. They're like, uh, what is that? Like man, you're not ready to know what that is <laughs> Kind of thing, you Just... know like in a, from a traditional perspective, a lot of things you do in Afrocentric philosophies, mm. you do first, you understand later. You got to do a couple of times and then eventually you understand. And then you come to a place where it's like, uh, I would like to join your class. Should I wear shoes yet? And then two hours later, okay, do I have to wear white? And two hours later, like, <laughs> they used to, that, that, which is great, you know, yeah. is a is a, a literate society where people ask you 300 questions before they make a move. <laughs> right. Which is great, but then you get to capoeira, which is an oral tradition. Yes. That's where you're gonna have, and both are correct. Learn- no. They, they're they're both good depending on the context, kind right. of thing. Right. Like we so, talk uh, about we talk uh, about
0: learning capoeira pre. Pre Bimba days or the era of Mesebimba and the establishment oh. of the Academy, it was mm-hmm. you would go and you you just watch and you be observe. Observe mm-hmm. and absorb go on your own, practice and learn. Try to figure it out. Come back, observe some more, go practice on your own. If you're lucky mm-hmm. someone will realize and see you and you know, they would take you under their wing, someone who's been doing it longer and then kind of help get, you know, lift you up and guide you more, right? But it was mm-hmm. it's that whole process of taking time and just observing on your own, right? right? And trying to figure out on your own and and that self exploration is probably the we can, well.
1: we can we can we can we can speculate on that rather we can elaborate on that. I've I've come across some documents that basically speaks of uh, of one-on-one teaching right i've come across uh, documentations of like oh this african takes this person to the backyard and teach sequences
0: mm-hmm.
1: so one thing i was speaking with one of my, one of my students yesterday was this that some people within the Kapura angola world they look at couple from a pop popular culture like in if, if Let's get you a bit of translation. Sure. So in, uh, in, uh, in North America, when we say pop, popular culture, you're speaking of uh, music and stuff. In, Bra- in Portuguese, in Brazil, popular culture means that it's like... So what people in, in English call pop culture would be what we call mass culture. Ah, uh, yeah. What we call... Okay, I, I guess the, the best word is folk, uh, folklore, folk culture. That's it. So there is this different, this 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 this, uh, separation. That at least I perceive it that way. That is like some people believe it's folk culture. It's from the farmers' market. It's from the proletarian. It's from the poor people who all got together and capoeira was practiced. And that is true. From my camp, I look at an ancestral culture that manifests itself through folk culture as well. So, for me, it's not far-fetched to think in terms of uh, there's a there's a book called Fighting for Honor, which uh, uh, there's a lot that we can that one can can question, but it's like a, a pioneer in a sense. It's basically a, a book about the history of African martial arts. Okay, and there there's a suggestion. He claims that a lot of the movements we do in Capoeira, they were actually practiced in the armies back in the continent. Mm-hmm. So you have have description about Queen Zinga performing incredible dodging and, and, and exiting attacks from certain situations using sangramento, which is a, which is now if we, if you look at Capoeira and we l- L- look at that description. It fits if we think of Capoeira as something that is an amalgam of different martial arts from people in the diaspora, but also coming from a particular roots. You can see that is 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 the roots go very deep. So, for example, uh, the the the. This is a good, good thing, I believe, because when you think in terms of of uh, of, uh, of oral tradition, we think in terms of of something being non-written, right? Now, a lot of those things, they are in fact there is a lot of non-verbal communication. That where would that be categorized as oral tradition, or or as being taught? Uh, you know what I'm saying? yeah, like yeah of the things that we do in capoeira we have been doing for hundreds of years
0: right but we don't now, that, it's not orally talked about it's through that observation that right observation yeah. because like
1: when you say like people will see and observing and doing those things it's like very true but a lot of for example in karate in karate you're gonna have something called kata mm-hmm.
0: right
1: and you translate the kata you, you did kung fu uh uh you you grew up in martial arts so that kata the translation is There are movements in the Capoeira world that no matter what kind of Capoeira you're doing, they will be there. And that can be seen as Kata. And when you and you when you uh, uh, read desk O B, he says that those are worldview manifestations that was seen, that was kept in the continent and sent to the diaspora in our bodies, which do- doesn't demand us to be articulating and writing it, down because we know in our bodies, ancestral.
0: Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep.
1: Yep. Now, if you believe in all that, and you want to and you want to teach and practice all that, and the person can only understand that as a sport, of course there will be clash, right? Like I'm not here to really have all those conversations. I want to sweat. Mm-hmm. I had a really hard day at work. <laughs> and I was just thinking the whole day. Now I'm doing my physical thing. I don't want to be thinking and, and, and understanding what pa- Mr. Pastia meant with that. And they are correct. Like, you're here for for, for your uh, your downtime. And here I am, like, no, no, no. You need to learn how to sing a La <laughs> You
0: know, it's. I'm actually glad you touched on this because it's something that's kind of been on my mind. Um, when you talk about that whole... Um, the whole concept of yeah people just want to come to class they want to kind of shut their mind off and basically um you know just train and sweat and 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 work out their whatever frustrations they may have through through the movement and through just through physical labor right in training um but i think drawing on like my own experience a number of years ago i um I was telling you before the meeting I've, I've worked in the, the IT industry and and um, there were a couple of companies so there's one in particular um, where you know I was working uh, like 80 hour weeks for nine months straight and it was you know and I, and I ended up in like a burnout state basically uh, in a very unhealthy burnout state um, at that point it was like I had to I left the company moved on to another one and I was kind of just recuperating from that and eventually came back to capoeira um and it was that time when i came back it was and i started looking at my experiences with with hitting that burnout say through my work and then looking at um the experience of the african in brazil as a slave and how they probably didn't have maybe that maybe they talked about it maybe they didn't because again you know it wasn't really documented but they they were experiencing the same thing essentially being out you know uh, whether it was the cane fields uh or coffee or whatever it was they were they were harvesting for the slave masters um but then coming back to the senzalas and and forming a hoda and just come together as a community and let's let's just work off all of our stress from the day and you know um, you know maybe they may, whether they knew it or not under you know whether they really understood the connection between between mental and emotional health and physical health like they they didn't have the science but I suspect and they're probably not the only culture but is a very I think in again it's just an opinion in my mind I think they figured it out, right? It was the coming to the Hoda was their way to maintain their physical health as best they could in order to keep their mental and emotional health in check. And, right, I, it's it's a odd thought that I've that's been kind of lingering in the back of my head for uh, uh-huh, about, absolutely. you know, a couple of years now,
1: uh-huh. there's, there's, uh huh, because these days. We we have we have uh,
0: we have documentation
1: of slave lords keeping the weekend free because if you did if you let the people under bondage have that particular day to celebrate, to have the fun, to dance and to sing, that would prevent rebellion. So right? Hmm. So definitely you have that. But for me what one thing that I for me is important to highlight is um again, if we understand that a cosmology, people's cosmology is mapped in their body when they are doing their martial arts. So, for example, there's some, some scholars who say, you can understand a lot about a people by the way they fight. Right? So if you look at how, if you look at a, 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 a let's look at karate and capoeira. You can understand a lot about Okinawa and how they perceive fighting and Apuera, and you can see the uh, how a uh, southern Angola person deals with the same thing, mm. right? The drumming that is involved in the rhythm, right? Or, or even uh, uh, Muay Thai, the, how the drumming is involved and how they grabbing or not grabbing, how they're kicking or not kicking, right? Well, uh, uh, so I find that, that is unless we remove a particular frame like we looking at that time from our perspective of being a modern man a modern person so when you think in terms of you have the favela sorry you have the senzala as a place where mythically Capoeira emerged from right you, i've heard i have i've heard numerous people say like you no know, capoeira was born in the in the Saint-Zale, which is like it it, it it makes sense in a simplistic narrative but it also implies that people had no memory when they arrived in brazil when they come as slaves one day they are so tired and they just hear the drums and they start kicking one another yeah,
0: it, it, right it didn't just come from out of the air they're they're right there were bits and pieces that came from that comes from africa right right? from where they came from
1: and then what happened so when you come out of the, the field when you're doing hard labor and you can being in a circle and be doing what your ancestors were doing that is not only physical that is not only intellectual was a perfect mix of both of which will be n- some might say spiritual it's a spiritual endeavor it's a, bo- it's a prayer you're doing with your body so that really rene- re- renews your strength for the next day yeah. now when when you speak in terms of burnout for example which is like i'm sorry to hear something like that it's really to be worked as a as a battery kind of thing you know like you go all the way and then you have to stop to recharge because someone will consume your energy and t- 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 for money <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's, uh, that, that tragic thing now what do I mean by bringing that up because in, a, in my young man's mind I don't care that you burned out if you don't understand the, imp- the historical importance of what you're doing you're nothing but an appropriator if you don't understand the history of uh, of my people in the diaspora, yep. and you just wanna be here jumping and sweating and going home, you're here for a product, and I'm not selling no product. I'm teaching, and that was like that was like what the conflict was. Like no 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 hold up. First off, I'm not your coach because this is not a sport.
0: <laughs> right.
1: right. Of, if you come in here just to sweat in the wrong place, man. Go to the gym. That's, that's what my mind was. Like, if you come in here just to sweat in the wrong place. Today, I understand what it is to be burned out. Today, I understand what it is to have an extremely stressful day. Yeah. It's like, yo, I don't want to be hearing about no, uh, the importance of why you do Volta ao Mundo to the left. I just want to change. Today, I understand that. At the time I was like, No 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 no, you're not gonna be here and don't know what ye mean. You're not gonna be here and not understand that you when you are doing Capoeira, you're not just an individual no more. You're an individual who is embodying a collective practice and it's your job to maintain that document and pass to the next generation. Right? As a young man, I, I, I somewhat some somewhat radical in my in my way of teaching. <laughs> uh uh but again, it's like the context is important, right? Mm-hmm. The context. If I am in a resistance mode, same way when I'm coming from the, the, the cane field, and I'm in a resistance mode, my morality doesn't have to be as strict as if I was a, a, a someone. When I say morality, I mean the, the largest sense. But there is a difference between if I'm a construction worker who comes home very tired and want to have a beer, uh-huh. is one thing. If I'm someone... Who is doing intellectual work, who can have breaks whenever I want to go drink my coffee and come home? It's like, should I really be having this beer every single day? It's context, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. if I'm
1: doing a physical labor and I want to cultivate and the question is had had them not been under bondage, would that just be ludic? Would just that only be, A fun moment or there would be more ceremonial aspect to it or there would be more uh, 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 mentorship between the seniors would it be closer to what it was once upon a time now of course I'm fully aware of the fact that that I'm saying is also romanticism of history Mm. I'm aware of that I'm aware of the fact that a lot of that a lot of Our understanding of martial arts, regardless of which one, will have a level of of romanticism because that's how uh, 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 our myth that's how mythologies are made. It's a bit of, okay, Mestre Pachinha was a great man, but he wasn't really the one who saved Kapura. He's the one who represents a whole bunch of other people. Mestre Bimba was a great man, but he's not the one who created the Kapura Regional. He's the one representing a whole bunch of people. But our brains used to collapse things in our mouth because we got to poke in our pocket and move on.
0: Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about this one. Now that you've been in, in Canada for some time now and you've been teaching here in Toronto, based on your observation and what you've, you've seen, do you have do you see that there's been any influence um, on capital? From the Canadian culture, mm-hmm. like do do you see an impact of um, of Canadian culture on how Capoeira is taught here, and how um, and has it in, has it affected you in any way, or help maybe steer or guide you or uh, or direct you in um, and how you teach Capoeira and how. Uh, how you explain capoeira uh, to be played? Has there been a has there been I an inf... so? Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us how. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The uh, uh,
1: uh, in the, uh, uh, personally speaking, right? The idea of of how because excuse me the. Oh. I I I was just going back to what you said about your father looking at Capoeira. It's yeah. like, chaos. I uh, I remember when when I came when I when I came to Canada for immigration of immigration process. I couldn't move back. I couldn't go back home. So it took me five years before I went back for the first time. Okay. Living living in a in a in a, in a city that is all in the grid and everything is on time and you show up. And it says the subway is coming in three minutes. And in three minutes, the subway is there. Then I go back to my hometown for the first time. And I look around and like, this is chaos.
0: Because <laughs> things just happen when it kind of wants to happen, right? <laughs> I just
1: look at it. It's like, whoa, this is very interesting. And the guy the, my house, where we're building a space, a Capoeira space, uh, we face the street, right, the main street. And the guys are coming in the motorcycle. And you have the, the road bump, is I how you call it? And they would go like, there's that like, tiny space in between the...
0: I think you froze again on me. I oh. guess I will keep talking. Uh, yeah, there you go, you're back. Right. So let's go back to talking about the motorcycle. I lost you at the motorcycle the beginning ah. of the motorcycle description. <laughs>
1: right. So I, I remember looking from upstairs and just watching the people the guys coming in the motorcycle. Wait well, young guys of course coming in the motorcycle. They are topless and they are there's the the, 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 the bump. The oh the speed bump. bump. Like,
0: the speed bumps, yes. The speed bump, yes, yeah.
1: like, <laughs> and the sidewalk. And they would come and like whoa, and they keep going out <laughs> And everything is, again, the idea of beauty, right? Everything you needs to look cool as oh, boom, boom.
0: Hey, and, and, you do Of course. You a little bit
1: And I remember looking like, man, this in Canada, this in Toronto, this would never fly. This is just like someone to be like, why are you putting your life in danger? Why are you putting everybody's life in danger like that? <laughs> Looks like you are froze again.
0: Yeah, we're good. We're good. You know,
1: yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, now, I every time I go home, it takes me a good week before I kind of adapt back to my city. Mm-hmm. Now much less because I've been back and forth so many times. But a, a perfect world would be like Salvador and Toronto the same place, mm. you know, because the level of organization, the level of safety, the planning. You're doing construction in Salvador in my neighborhood you you need to get something done perhaps not so anymore hopefully not But you need to get something done the material is not there yet the construction worker might not show up today because they're in another house so all the all of those things reflect quite highly in, in how you look a couple how you teach capoeira how you plan capoeira that will start and now, when people show up, you got. to So all those things has, has helped me quite a lot. Speaking English, for example, the access to certain information that is only in English, at this point in time. And uh, to be honest, is like. Uh, uh, um, how I teach, how I perceive Capoeira, how I can, understand certain trends. There was a a, a, a so-called Mastery recently who. Who posted some very complicated posted a very complicated video talking about tradi- capoeira traditional is dead. Mm. That's how he started his video. Capoeira traditional is dead, died of corona, he said. Now I knew exactly why he was saying capoeira traditional is dead. That's Nietzsche, God is dead. If I started if I start any sentence with God is dead, I would start controversy. Oh, for sure. Capoeira, traditional, Corona. I will get a hundred views because I'm starting with controversy. Yeah. But I knew where he was coming from. I knew where the dead part was coming from. You know what I'm saying? So to be living in in a, in a in an era that we're living in in terms of inf- information, social media, mm. and the capacity to perceive reality using multiple frames and look at different layers, like all that I owe for the fact that I live here. And that will always reflect in my teaching, in my game, in how I can be of service to my people, to my masters. and You know what I'm saying? Yep. So in, in, in so many... And another thing that is very interesting about a place like Toronto is our relationship with uh, with vanity and ego and competition is very different. Like the holders that I've been part of in, in Spadina and Blur, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those holders are so beautiful and so powerful. And you can have a very scrappy game that will end pretty good. Nobody's going to go somewhere and come back and like, <laughs> see the, 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 the relationship with, with vanity and ego in a place like Toronto in comparison to Old World. It's very. I remember uh, playing on the street here and doing something really cool and looking around like, if you behave very humbly, people appreciate. If you do something really cool, like yo, look at me, look what I just mm-hmm. did. Everybody's like, why is this guy showing off?
0: Yeah, you
1: know? yeah, yeah. That's that very interesting. And like I was mentioning, I was talking to someone. He's like, oh no, this is Toronto, the good. People don't like people showing off here. It's like, oh, I like that. But so you- every time I go home, that's my mind. He's like. Be humble you gotta be humble you can you can you can do
0: right? your, you can do your thing here and and you can demonstrate um for the most part like play your game if you're if you're amazing at floreros i mean do it but like you said it's the it's the perception of how you behave afterwards right, right. do you stop and look Oh, did you see me? Look what I did, right? <laughs> you know? Uh, go away. Uh, we saw you. Great. Okay, right. just just keep going, you know? <laughs> like, right. right? Just keep going. I
1: imagine coming here at 22, you know? Mm. Like, at 20, like at 22, 23, I was training like a madman. I was drinking. We didn't have much money. So it was like coffee, bread, and training. Yeah. Like 3 a.m. I'm in the roof training. Capoeira. When I got here, I was like, I was sharp. Sharp. <laughs> and it's like you do something really, really cool like Anybody saw that? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we did see it, but we don't like it here. Don't don't move like that. You ah. know? And it's so good to put you back in your truth, you know? Yeah. That, those things are like, those are lessons that, that's a, That's being in a highly educated society, you know, where uh, 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 people are passionate but within measure different from the level of passion you have back home, you know,
0: that's a good way of putting it. it. I like how you say that.
1: (laughs) yeah, they are very, they are very, very, like how it influences the you and how you navigate life and relationships is priceless, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. Cool, cool. All right, let's I got one more thing. Um, Actually, I've got two more things we want to I wanted to talk about. if you were to if you were to give someone some advice about teaching Capota here in Canada, what would be what would be like your one grain of of rice that would be the golden piece of advice that you would give?
1: I thought about this today. I, I had a feeling that question was coming, and I thought quite a lot about it. <laughs> my immediate answer is i don't know <laughs> i don't know like i, I that's like okay. so yeah I like it's okay not to know I like right i like operating from a place of, of authority before i give an advice i would prefer to be an authority on something in the uh, having success as a, as a as a school for example which is relative and we can talk about that but if I was so what I did in my mind was like let me reframe the question what would I would tell my, my younger self and um, and what I would advise my younger self today would be something in the lines of think, things takes time if people are coming to sweat let them come to sweat and slowly introduce the other parts. You know, uh, you don't have the idea of adapting without compromising, without uh, uh, negotiating with the un- unnegotiable, right? There are tenets in Capoeira, there fundamentals in Capoeira that we, we don't negotiate. There are things that we do negotiate. What are those things that can be negotiated, and how, you, uh, how do you do so in a way that you can have a... Uh, excuse me, that you can have a easier time, that things can flow relatively more harmonious without so much, so much friction. Um,
0: for the student so, for the student, or for the teacher, you think?
1: For the students. Yeah. Is the teacher in relation, in relation to the student. Yeah, okay. Because that, that's something that I struggled with. That I, that, that, that's what I would tell my younger self. Now, at the same time, I go back and forth. At the same time, what I was up against when I just arrived, because just, just look at, let me see if I can demonstrate it from my perspective. I am carrying something of so much value and so powerful and beautiful that so many people died to preserve. Mm. And I am the representative of my mastery who is the representative of his message? I going to do my very best. So, and you, for example, the, the common narrative that you had in the early 2000s was Capoeira was born in the Senzales. Like, if that's what you want to believe, fine, but as my student, it's my obligation to tell you that that's not the case, mm. you know, if you want to think, I remember having students who came to me and like, oh, I'm, it's okay that I'm late, and it's okay that, I, that I'm having fun during the class, because Kapoor is malandrage. And I'm saying, sir, do you even know what malandraging is?
0: Yeah.
1: Because the relationship that, uh, 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 the, the way you commodify certain cultures, especially black culture, is the oversimplification of it. So you're going to imagine a man, usually a man, who will be a malandro, who lies and have fun everywhere and is always drinking and who is practicing this thing that came from the Senzala. Hmm. And here comes Helio, like, excuse me. No, 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 I don't drink. I'm not womanizing. <laughs> I'm a very serious guy and I try not to lie. And this couple you practice in there that you think comes from the Senzala actually comes from way far the history of my people doesn't start on the boat. Oh, for Of course, sure. there will be no easy way to represent Capoeira in that way. Yeah. No. So, like, I'm just being my own advocate and being my own lawyer now. It's <laughs> like, in one hand, <laughs> in one hand, you want to be an easygoing guy. In the other hand, you can't compromise certain things. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's that's, I guess I haven't articulated that well enough. <laughs> no, I think that. I think
0: I think you touched on it, and I'll I'll rephrase it in a way that I think, in my understanding, is there's a difference between uh, a new student, like you, you used a good word of commoditizing certain terminology, in because they believe they, they understand what it really means. For instance, you talk about malandrage and the malandro, um, and they're using that as an excuse to show you and this my opinion, it, you know, because I, I, I have a thing about um, uh, being on time and showing up on, early, you know, always mm-hmm. show up five, 10 minutes early Be on, you know, right. it's better to be early than, and, and, and then be late all the time. Right. So if hey, I, to interrupt you.
1: yeah, what someone uh, just taught me, if you're on time, you're late. In re, in re, in re, in re, in relation to your question that you asked, yes,
0: about. yeah.
1: kind of that influences me as a as a. When you're you're on time, you're late. But when you're early, you're on time. Right. Yeah. It's like those things are, anyway. But but, common.
0: yeah no, and that's a very good point. But then but then to have, uh, a new student or well, maybe not even new, but to have to have a student, to to then, commoditize a, a, a term and a and a, uh, a term that they when they use it in that context, they clearly don't understand um, uh, its true meaning and, and where it comes from, you know, only to excuse their behavior, basically. Right. Of, and that and by doing something as simple as continuously or having a having a history um, of showing up late on a regular basis, they're missing the martial aspect of showing the teacher the respect that I will be here for you. When you know I'll be here on time so that class can start and I'm not disrupting class after it's already started in that particular context. And now you've got two things going on here. You've got a uh, a disrespect to a teacher of a teacher of martial arts, and those things that, as you said earlier, um, there are things that you cannot negotiate, right? And those are one of those things in my mind. Um, And now and then on the same token, you've got somebody now commoditizing and a misunderstanding of a way of being that uh, comes from uh, from Brazilian culture. Right. Right. So and, um, you know, it's uh, those I like how you put it. And later on, there are other negotiable things. And. and that would probably be a whole another hour of conversation. Right? <laughs> I suspect. I suspect. Right. But uh, I'm going to make a note of that because I think we'll uh, the like this first series is just about the introductions of all the teachers that uh, are here in Canada, um, and then we'll come back and I'll, maybe that'll be a good topic for uh, another series for the uh, for the podcast. One more thing. So. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of a fun one. Uh, The last thing I wanted to ask you about is tell us about one of your most memorable or your uh, or most memorable moments in your academy or um, during your time teaching or perhaps one of the most uh, uh, one of your most proudest moments or moment, uh, you know, moments that gave you the most pride of, you know, accomplishment or whatever it may be. You know, tell us about one of those. Uh.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can tell. But I'm I'm someone who don't I don't the victories. I kind of like don't pay much attention. I look for what I go for. What can I improve here? So that's one question that is is hard to remember certain so things. In 2010, we brought our MESTI me and my ex-wife, we brought our MESTI to Toronto under our leadership for the first time. Uh, Boca Grande had brought him already. Lua had brought uh, Professor Lua from Francamente had brought. Right. Him as well, but it was the first time that me and her and I, her and I, brought him, and that was very, very powerful moment. We had uh, the event was called A Go is an Yoruba word. Like in in African African Brazilian tradition, whatever you stand on any in someone else's land, you say you ask permission to be stepping in there. So it's like something that we learned quite early on. Uh, uh, uh in within the worldview of uh, west african tradition so that event was called a go and we had the leader of the first nations don mr don came in and he gave he had an opening ceremony in which we were saying AGO go to the first nations of 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 the, this this land and that was a very powerful moment when we like i here i am asking permission from indigenous from the for, to the indigenous people of this land, mm-hmm. so that I practice my ancestral technology in here. That was a really beautiful moment, uh, and we learned a lot. It was powerful. I remember that uh, he, he introduced himself, and then he started singing, and people started crying. It was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And then we had the hoda, and he was it was like just just very powerful. That's that's one of the proudest moments that. Uh, i had as a as a a leader to be remembering the pillars of my culture that before anything recognizes whatever culture you step whatever lens whoever people's culture you are dealing with whenever you visit somewhere and that was that was a powerful moment that that event was really good
0: that's cool that's cool it's like it's like walking into someone else's home and taking a moment to sh- you know a it's like ask the permission to enter and showing that respect of you know stepping through their doorway basically but on a bigger scale <laughs> on a bigger scale and on a oh i think we lost your sound No. oh there you go there you're back <laughs> it's all right technology is yeah. great but it's not perfect, <laughs> not perfect.
1: Not yet. yeah you um, right, humbling yourself before you come in uh, absolutely before, before, uh, so you, you're mentioning the the, the, the the people using, misusing certain terms like malandraging and etc and I remember that was a conversation I had with one of them because of the power of narrative, right, yeah. you said the, the partial aspect of it if in your uh, narrative of Capoeira, it comes from the Senzala there's no martial in there because you, your culture is coming from enslaved people. Yes. Okay. If you understand that that culture is coming from people that existed before being enslaved and being taken to Brazil, then there will be martial. Then there there's an understanding of being linked to the battlefield, and that will frame how you perceive it, what you're practicing. You know? Just a quick comment on that. I, don't know. I
0: know that he isn't one of that because becomes very powerful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Um, Professor, thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. Thank you. You know, I... Um, I know I got to be honest. It's been... Uh, because I... In my world, I don't really need to leave my apartment in these days. You know, I, I, I get up and I walk... You know, I make coffee and then I walk another 10 feet and I'm at my desk and it's work all day, right? So... Um, uh, and so it's good to see and just have conversations with people that are in the community in the GTA here, um, which we don't get to do too often. So thank you again so much for your time and some great insight. Oh, I it. there it is. There it is. Very much. <laughs> and the mic keeps cutting out on your end. It's OK. No. Oh.
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you so very much for having me. For, I really appreciate the invitation. Uh, I want to thank you. I want to thank the whole community lua contra mesh to Camarão, and other contra other in town uh, uh, thank you very much for doing this is a, a we are in uh, as you said waking up walking 10 steps making coffee coming back so like this moment of isolation as I said before we started is, is it's difficult. However, it gives us the opportunity to articulate and understand. And if that, if the technology and these conversations what we have, let's use it. Mm-hmm. So the initiative of having a podcast and being interviewing the larger community in the city, so that uh, people know who we are and what we're doing and where they can find us. This is a noble a uh, mission, and I I want to thank you for that. And I'm very honored to be part of the the project in any way so thank
0: you very much i appreciate it i appreciate it no problem (laughs) all right we're gonna call it a night because i think it's getting late and uh we all have to get up early one way or another so yeah all right just hang on Uh,